Hello, and welcome to our latest episode of The Game Raiders. I'm your host, Sergio, and I'm here with my co-host, Drew. Hello! Hey, Drew, so how are you this week? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, the new Destiny 2 expansion just dropped, Beyond Light, so um, yeah, things have been things have been pretty pretty good with yeah, that so, so far. As we're recording this, it is November, the Friday the 13th. Yes. And, yeah. Friday the 13th, baby. Yeah. Hey, do you have any luck getting a game console? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I, I tried to get an Xbox. Uh, I was I asked off of work on yeah. for Tuesday, and I was up basically all night Monday night until like 3 in the morning trying different sites. Mm-hmm. Two times I got the Xbox into my cart, and two times yeah. it crashed, and I lost the Xbox. You've had really bad luck. Yeah, I tried the pre-order too. But you know what's so funny? This is the dumbest thing. So, you know the Xbox All Access we talked about, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, it's a line of credit with the bank. Yeah. Uh, the bank is like Citizen One. And uh, I applied for it through Target when I was putting the, when I put the Xbox in my cart. And it was approved like immediately, right? And I think that's how the site crashed. I think it's because it was like loading that and then loading the Xbox and then people buying Xboxes. I think mm-hmm. that's what happened. Um, so, I was like, dang it. Well, I guess, I guess I'm not going to get the, you know, if I didn't get the Xbox, I don't get the credit. Yeah. And I get an email the next day. It's like, hey, here's a link to sign up the, to fill, finish filling out for your cre- like your credit was already approved, and so I have whatever eight hundred and fifty dollars mm. to my name. <laughs> so I called the I called the the bank and they're like, yeah, you do have the account already. I was like, so what do I do if I didn't get the Xbox? And they're like, um, well, all you got to do is just whenever you're planning to get the Xbox, you just sign up for the all access and you're already approved, so it just mm. accepts your account. It's like, okay, that's cool. But I have 150 days to do that. Mm-hmm. So if I don't get an Xbox in like how, what, five months, um, it closes out. Oh, wow. So, I mean, nothing crazy. It's just that was funny that <laughs> I still got that like eight line of credit for mm-hmm. not getting the Xbox. It was, yeah. kind of, it was kind of heartbreaking. Well, maybe when you... Um... Maybe when you do finally get one that you can actually keep your hands on in the cart, mm. maybe you'll be able to still use that line of credit. Yeah. I don't even know if I can like go to the store and be like, oh, I have a line of credit. And they're like, uh-huh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure you do. No, for real. I don't got to pay anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're carrying you out like security's <laughs> just carrying you out like, no, this is my Xbox. <laughs> this is my Xbox. Okay, sir. Whatever you say. Uh-huh. This is a Arby's. <laughs> Um, and then I saw that PlayStation pretty much the same problem. People were having issues just trying to, when people, mm-hmm. a lot of people were getting them in their cars and stuff. Um, also saw a lot of things of like FedEx drivers stealing people's Xboxes and Playstations. Oof. Oof. And I was like, God damn, dude, that would suck. Yeah. And then just a few cases. I mean, cause every, every launch there's going to be, you know, people are going to get some consoles that are just defected. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's been a few cases for both Xbox and PlayStation where people get home, you know, they're up all night waiting for the pre-order to drop or whatever mm. online. They get the Xbox. They get the PlayStation 5. They get it home from from picking it up from Target or wherever. They plug it in. It turns on and then immediately dies and then we'll turn back on. Yeah, I've, I've also heard a few reports of, of uh, bricked consoles. Yeah. That's just uh, out of the gate. Because, I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, because, you know, you're, they're making millions of consoles that mm-hmm. you figure... One percent is going to be defected. Yeah. Well, they're but but the good thing is they're guaranteed a yeah, replacement a replacement yeah. from Microsoft or Sony. So yeah, either good. way, uh, the other thing is um, uh, people were like trying to say that their Xbox was smoking when really uh, the dude just blew um, vape his vape into <laughs> uh, 
into the fan and was like, oh, it's smoking. Like, yeah. bro, come on. Yeah. I saw Xbox tweeted. They're like, I can't believe you have to say this, but please don't vape into your Xbox. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> um, it's 2020 and we have yeah. people trying to actually uh, heat their consoles up. Yeah, I wonder what that does to the inside of the console. That's crazy. And then uh, on top of that, um, Burger King, if you saw this, they are doing a promotion where, like, if you buy, I think, two Whoppers or something like that, you could have a chance to win a PS5. Taco Bell's with Xbox, Burger King's with yeah, Sony. Taco Bell's, Taco Who cares? Bell's already ended. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, it ended, but it was, um, it was like before, because it was like, I think it ended a week before because it was like you still get it on day of launch. So mm-hmm. if you want, like, on the day the week before, you still would have gotten in a week. Yeah. Versus, I'm really I think, curious. I think Burger King is like, you get like a thing and then you can go you pick it up or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I never wanted one of those. I'm really curious if it's actually going to drive people to go to Burger King. Because nobody I know actually wants to go to Burger King for the food. <laughs> I don't know, man. The Impossible Whopper is pretty good. I think it's the best thing they have. Better than their actual burger. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's that they're a, known for. It's a vegan burger, bro. It's so good. All right. So that's just a little, you know. Uh, so, Drew, what are we talking about today? Um. So we thought it would be fun to kind of go over like because everybody talks about you know the marios the zeldas the halos the call of duties you know the ones that are like the the big triple a published games that everybody you know wants to get and you know that get you know i I don't know what the ranking is at the game awards is it stars i don't know uh whatever you know they're always talking about game of the year and Mm -hmm. shit like that um well, we're doing the opposite of that, baby. We're, we're talking about the underrated gems, the shit that you pull out from under, like, it's in a shoebox underneath your bed, and you're like, oh, man, what fun memories. Like, uh-huh. you know, you dust it off, you slap it into your PS2 or whatever, you know, and you go to town. So we did five each. Mm-hmm. So, so total is ten. Yeah, let's do ten. These are the Game Raiders official yeah. ten most underrated games. Yeah. Um. So, so you want to start? Let's talk about. I want to talk about what my thought or process was with underrated. Okay. So yeah. for me, I was like, it has to be. A, there's two things for me that I thought of immediately. One, yeah, was the amount of copies sold. Mm-hmm. So if it just did underperformed across, like underperformed, not many people played it. That's underrated, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, the second was, if I was to walk up to you and be like, "Have you heard of this game?" Right. And they'd be like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. That would be another example. Like Bro, have like you ever heard of Super Mario Odyssey? What? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, if you walk up to a gamer and you're like, did you know about Halo? They're like, yeah, I know yeah. Halo. Yeah. And maybe they, they never play Halo, but they know of it, right? These are games where, like, you walk up to somebody and you're like, hey, man, have you heard of this game? They're like, what are you talking about? Do you know about Bubsy? Who? Yeah. About, <laughs> like, Bug that's, Snacks. I mean, Bug Snacks under it. It's like, I, I mean, yeah, it's kind of in the Nexus right now. Mm-hmm. Well, we were also talking about the sh- before the show about, like, how I kind of also consider underrated to mean like if it wasn't like necessarily critically acclaimed but it was like like it didn't get good ratings upon release or something yeah. like that maybe it just got like average or something like that it's another interpretation i think um, that's also fair but it but it yeah it's really up to like it, it it is really up to your interpretation of what you think underrated is and like you know yeah at the so end again, of the day some of the most of the games i chose like i think majority of them are more critically acclaimed games yeah they just don't have the player base and then I think the games you chose are more non. They're a little bit more niche, acclaimed. but like I think, um, I think I think there's one of them that that got pretty good reviews. 
and then the rest of them got kind of like average reviews. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just excited to dive in and talk about some of these. Actually, All right, we'll start with your number one. Okay. Um. Well, for for my number one on my list, I went with a uh da 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 a license game, um from the early 2000s. This was like during the period where. Uh, EA actually made pretty decent video games, like published pretty decent video games. Um, and they had the license to the Lord of the Rings, um, uh, film, uh, game rights. Like, so they made like a couple of different games, Mm -hmm. um, including this one, Lord of the Rings, the third age, uh, for the GameCube, the Xbox and the, the original Xbox and the PS2. There was also a Game Boy Advance version, but that was completely different. It was more of a uh, top-down, uh, like kind of like tactics-style uh-huh. game. Uh, and then the console version was actually a turn-based RPG. It's the only turn-based RPG um, based on the Lord of the Rings IP. Uh-huh. Um, so it kind of... If you're familiar with like Final Fantasy... Um, it actually it actually plays a very similarly to Final Fantasy X, uh, the combat system, um, where it has like initiative and it kind of like waits for you to make your decision and all this kind of stuff. Um, so and, and that's that's really why I think this game uh, holds up for me and why I keep going back to it over and over again is because I actually do I love this gameplay and I and I love like I wish we had more. Uh, turn-based Lord of the Rings RPGs, like, actually, because it is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the story is absolute garbage. The story is of this game is fucking... What, what sh- is the story? So, so you do follow kind of the path of the movies a little bit. Oh. Like, you start in Fellowship, and you kind of um, go through... You go through Moria, and then you... Um, go to Rohan, you go to Helm's Deep, you go to all the big... You know, like the big battles that everybody expects you to be, or like everybody expects to see in a Lord of the Rings game, and you mm-hmm. and like, but you're playing like, you're playing like OCs, you know. So you're like, oh, really? so like you're playing as like completely original characters that never showed up in the movies, although they tried to like pass off like some of the extras as like, no, that they like they best the character models off some of the extras in the movies. Uh-huh. Um, so they're like, no, they were really there. Look, um, is there any character where you play as the guy from Fly of the Concords? What guy from Fly of the Cop? Wait, which one? Uh, not the not. Oh gosh, I'm blanking on not, his name. Not Jermaine. Not Jermaine. The other one. Oh, he's in Lord of the fun. Rings. He's a was he's, he? He's like an extra. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. No, yeah. I didn't know that. He's like in that's one funny shot though. And people because he's from New Zealand. Oh yeah. People like went nuts. <laughs> They're like, oh, this guy. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it and and also the animations don't really hold up as well uh-huh. anymore. It's just kind of a fun. It's really fun to make fun of now. Actually, you just go back and you're and you're like, oh, f- like this fucking captain of Gondor is being like controlled by Saruman to find Boromir. Brett McKenzie, that's his name. Yeah, there you go. Um, and, and 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 then there's like absolutely ludicrous things. Like you're fighting with Gandalf against the Balrog on the bridge of Khazad-dûm, which in the movie is like that never happened. Two feet yeah. wide. And then you can fit four people on it at the same time. To do turn-based combat. Like, yeah, turn-based combat. But also, like, the Fellowship is, like, somewhere over here watching all of this happen, right? Uh-huh. So, like, did they see these characters? Like, what is happening? Anyway, um, 
but the skills, I mean, like, the like the skill trees are absolutely, like, fucking nuts. And it's kind of, like, one of the beautiful things about a turn-based, like, Final Fantasy-esque yep. combat system. Is, like, you can have, you can, like, summon a great eagle to, like, swoop in and just, like, tear at your enemies. And then you can also just, like, the dwarf uh, character that you get in your party can, like, rain down giant flaming meteors from a volcano. It's, it's pretty fucking rad, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, it it didn't like 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 I said, it got pretty average reviews. Like most of the games that I picked got pretty average reviews in the sevens, um, you know, range. Uh, according to EA, so this game was released in two thousand four, by the way. Uh-huh. According to EA, by the end of two thousand four, it had sold a million units, which not a lot, yeah, is not a lot. Um, but not not terrible, but also like not great. Uh, which is probably why we've never gotten another, like, uh-huh. an, a, like either a sequel or a spiritual successor, um, especially from EA, because I think they lost the license to WB. Yeah, Montreal. WB took it back. No, they didn't take it back. Well, they didn't, they the, didn't take at, it back. At the time, um, New Land Cinema owned the rights to the yeah. film. Well, they then, own the rights to the film, not the books. Yeah. Well, they own the film rights or whatever. Yeah. And then... Um, um, Warner Brothers. I think New Line Got, Cinema is a subsidiary. Is it, is it now? They bought New Line Warner Brothers. I think not at the time. I know it was a big deal. I think now it is. Yeah, it might be now. Um, um, and oh, maybe not because I mean, freaking 007 is still New Line, and they're not owned by. No, they're MGM du- now. They're no, MGM. that's MGM. Yeah, yeah 007 is right. MGM. It's all my bad. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Um, so I uh, I pull up the cover, and it's literally. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> that's what they used to sell the game. The, is was the, it the, the, bo- the Balrog fight? Balrog fight, and yeah. you got four people on this tiny yeah. bridge. <laughs> yeah, the bridge is like two feet. Like, fuck you. You uh, shall not pass. Fu- yeah, like and then and, and you know what's funny is also they have like in the game they we have did these, it, Gandalf. We saved you from falling. They you have these, cuff Gandalf. No, he still so falls. He still falls. <laughs> he still fucking falls. No, because here's the thing, and and also in the game they have these things they call epic scenes. It's literally just scenes ripped straight from the movie. Yeah. As soon as you beat the Balrog, it cuts to the scene from the movie. So like it shows the in-game scene of him going, "You shall not pass." He slams the staff down. It cuts to the movie scene, and you see the bridge is like two feet wide. <laughs> oh, is that like literally just like a clip from the movie? Yes, not recreated or anything. No. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> and I'm like, bro. Uh. You know, um, every year we get closer and closer to those movies being, well, yeah, this year would be the 20th anniversary for, no, next year, right? Uh, next year would be for Fellowship. Yeah. I get yeah. 20 years, man. Oh my God. I watch those movies in yeah. theaters. I, I'm due for my yearly rewatch of The Extended. Me um, too. So anyway, um, what is the first game on your list, Sergio? All right, Drew. Have you heard of a game mm-hmm. called A Plague Tale Innocence? I have not, actually. So... Met the criteria already. Yep. You're a gamer. One criteria. You've never heard of this game. Nope. Boy, all these games, except for one of them, is uh, you can play them on both consoles, by the way. There's not like a uh, a set. Uh, you can only play this one on Xbox. Well, you say both consoles. You got to be a little bit more specific, though. You mean PS4 PS4 and Xbox. Xbox. I think maybe one of these you can probably Xbox play one. on um, Switch. Yeah, you can play. Mine, mine kind of. Mine, well, I'm just saying that because my games kind of run the gamut of uh-huh. video game consoles, so. So, all right. Yeah. So, I think one of my games you can you can get on the Switch. The other ones are just PS4, PC, and Xbox. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Plague Tale Innocence. It's a yeah. 2019 game. So, it's mm-hmm. only about two years almost. Okay. Yeah. 
So I know about this game because uh, sometimes I get on YouTube and I'm, I just Google, I Google, I search. Uh, sometimes you get on YouTube. I, and I search um, uh, upcoming horror games and there's people, people tend to make little like compilations of different trailers for like, here are the top 10 horror games coming out in mm. 2019 or 2020. Ah, uh, yes. I, was, I have also seen Watch Mojo a, a few times. It's not Watch Mojo. <laughs> but, uh, it's like just random YouTubers. Um, and literally it's just like the trailers lined up in a row. And that's it. <laughs> so I watched the trailers and then this one yeah. hit, piqued my interest. Uh, it's an action adventure horror stealth game that takes place in France during the Hundred Year War. So like the 1300s, I think. Maybe uh, 1400s. Yeah. Um, and it's about this girl. Her name is uh, Amicia de Runes and her brother. And they're trying to survive after their house was attacked by the Inquisitions. And they had to travel across France while trying to avoid them and killer rats and the plague. That's the game. They did not expect the Inquisition. No, they did not. They did not it's, expect It's it. pretty brutal. Um, it's beautiful. It looks like freaking gorgeous. So you said this is a horror game? It's Yeah, it's like a stealth horror game. Okay, all right. So it's one of those games where like um, you don't have like a power. You, don't, you can't have weapons. Yeah. Like you're, you're, the only weapon you have is a slingshot. Okay. Because you're like a 12-year-old girl or 13 or 14 or whatever. Right. It's a slingshot. And then as the game goes on, you can like upgrade your slingshot where you can do like, you can put like a sleeping, because you meet like a uh, a chemist and he like, he's able to put like sleeping stuff together so like it knocks someone out or like a poison. Okay. And, like, releases a cloud. So you can like upgrade it to like attack people and stuff. But like, for the I most now part, have the chloroform slingshot. Yeah. For the, <laughs> most, for the most part, you can't kill anybody because you just have a rock. You can distract them. You can knock their helmet off and make them angry, um, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And the, the whole point is you have to use your slingshot to, like, trap them because mm-hmm. the rats, you know, they're afraid of light. So, like, for example, you could be in a room and it has tons of rats. You have a slingshot. You're next to, like, a flame. And the mm-hmm. soldier has, you know, a torch. A torch. And you can use your slingshot to knock the torch out of their hand and the rats will eat them. Eat uh, it reminds so me a lot of uh, Dishonored. Uh, I haven't like played the, Dishonored. the rat mechanic yeah. in that. But that's first person, right? This is third person. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's the whole point of the game is like avoiding soldiers, building traps with the with the slingshot like to trap them and stuff, yeah. and using stealth to avoid being killed. Okay. Um, and then also you have to avoid the rats. All right. So all right. Um, it's, it's a game that not many people know of, mm-hmm. and it's definitely one that I think a lot of people should check out. It's because again, I think it's a. It's it's really it's a really beautiful looking game for being an independent studio. Yeah. Uh, these the studio, I mean, they're mainly known for simulators. So they okay. made let's like a Sobo, I think, is the studio, and they done they did like Truck Simulator, <laughs> they, 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 they Microsoft did, Flight Simulator, yeah, they just did Microsoft that's Farm the, Simulator, that's their ah, yeah, and then they, they made this game, a studio of culture, yeah, and actually <laughs> one, of my, one of my friends works for the, uh, it's like the. Because you know, there's so there's the developer studio, and then there's a studio that does like all the marketing. And okay. she works for that studio. Oh, so, so they like literally the publisher, basically, huh? Publisher. Yeah, the publisher. Yeah. So she she literally what she did was she designed like part of the cover, and then she um, did some of the mark like the online marketing for it. Mm. So yeah, it's a it's again it's a really really cool game. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's pretty violent. It's really gory. Like in the first five minutes, a dog gets destroyed by rats. Um, and then it just gets more more gruesome from there. Um, again, like some of the deaths are insane. Like the rats just like rip people up, and then <laughs> it gets pretty bonkers. Hungry, hungry. So coming this winter, it, hungry, hungry rats from it, the creators it of start, hungry, hungry. It starts off pretty, you know, pretty intense, and then by the end, it gets a little a little silly. But I, I still think it's worth checking out. 
And again, it's one of those games Fair where like, it was critically acclaimed. People loved it. Yeah. But I don't think it's sold uh, not even close to a million copies. Right. Um, and again, it's a game where I'm like, hey, Drew, you heard of this game? And you literally mm-hmm. said, no. Why didn't we Why didn't we play this for Halloween is my question. Because it's on Xbox. I only have it for the Xbox. Oh. Oh. Yikes. I mean, I, I could buy my Xbox. Yikes. I had, Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Drew, what is your number two game? Okay, so number two on my list, I've got a game from 2000, the year 2000, Y2K, baby. When we all thought the computers were going to grow sentient and eat us or something. I don't know. You put a 20-year-old game on this list? (laughs) Um, So so this is what's funny real quick. Yeah. All my games are within the last 10 years, and all of Drew's games are like... I told you. Before 2010. Dude, it runs runs the gamut, man. I think every single one of your games is before 2010. Uh, Yeah, actually. All my my games are like 2013 and later. (laughs) Uh, uh, Deep cuts, man. Um, so yeah, so, uh, the game is called, uh, Summoner. It is an RPG that was a launch title for the PS2. It was also on PC. Um, it got, uh, pretty mixed reviews, you know, um, again, kind of in the high sevens range. Um, but what I love about this game, and I love RPGs already, so already it's kind of on my radar, but what I love about this game is like it the tone tonally mm-hmm. it is super dark. I love it. I love the dark shit. Um, the like intro cutscene basically describes how the main character, um, he, and he's the titular summoner, of course. Um, he basically accidentally summoned a demon that destroyed his entire village. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like murdered his family, his friends, like all that good stuff, you know. And then he moved to a new village, and as the game opens, that village is is under like attack by bandits, essentially, and like on fire. So this <laughs> this guy really has like no luck really? when it comes to like hometowns. Yeah, <laughs> like any place he moves to, it's fucking it's it's destined to be burned to the ground. Um. So it, it kind of reminds me a lot of uh, Baldur's Gate. They, it kind of has like a little bit, a little bit of a similar uh, gameplay flow, um, where it kind of has this like um, combination of uh, turn-based and then active combat. Um, so like you you and your opponents like swap turns, basically um, fighting. Mm-hmm. But like when it's your turn, like the character that you're controlling. You can do these chain attacks, which, like, will, um, you know, add, like, different modifiers or stuff like that. Like, you can steal, uh, you can, like, confuse your opponents by, like, shoving them or, like, knock them off balance and stuff like this. Uh, so there is kind of, like, this this um, skill-based uh, kind of, skill-based kind of combat to it. And... So, so even when it's like, even when it's in the combat, you're still, uh, active, you're still like involved basically, which I think is really neat. Um, and yeah, like I'm just, uh, actually I'm recently, um, replaying this game because it's on steam. Like I didn't know this, but, um, apparently like the original, uh, publisher THQ, um, they went bankrupt and they had to auction off all of their IPs. Um, and a studio named Nordic games, um, basically bought a lot of these, a lot of the big properties like mm-hmm. dark siders and red faction. Um, and they also bought summoner. 
and then subsequently put Summoner on Steam, and it's for four ninety nine. That's like that's like a freaking steal. It, it is, yeah. It's 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 bonkers. So um, if you if you have a PC, it, it doesn't like even if you have a crap gaming PC, like you you should be able to run it. It's a game from two thousand. Um, but unless you have a computer from the nineties. Yeah, unless you have a computer from the nineties, yeah, you're fucked. But um, yeah, like if you have a PC and if you have Steam, or even if you have like a like a secondhand gaming store near you. And you have a PS2 still, like pick it up. It's a pretty decent playthrough. Um, yeah, I, uh, I would, I would highly. So there's uh, a lot different than I thought from just searching it. Yeah, it got a sequel too, so I don't think it underperformed. You know, like I, it was, I couldn't find any sales data for it. Um, it's like RuneScape. <laughs> but um, yeah, the graphic. I mean, obviously, it's a game from 2000. The graphics are not going to hold up as well, but. Um, yeah, definitely check it out if you're a fan of, like, RPGs, if you're a fan of Baldur's Gate style or, like, Divinity. Um, if you're a fan of Divinity, Original Sin, uh, or Original Sin 2, or anything like that, Pillars of Eternity, you'll probably like this. Yeah. Um, all right, Sergio, what is your second game? All right, Drew. Have you heard of a little game called A Way Out? I actually have heard of A Way Out. Yeah. Okay, this is a little, I think this is a little more well-known, but it's still one of those games where it did not sell, yeah. it didn't sell a lot of copies. I just remember the guy at E3 that was like so enthusiastic about it, and it, it, it honestly made me want to go out and buy it. Did you, did you? Huh? Did you? I have not bought it yet, but wow. I, it's on my list. Wow, I went out and bought it. It's, well, <laughs> one, it's a game where you need to play, you care with, you more. Need to play with yeah. a, a person. Yeah. Well, because I mean, it came out. Oh, only, we should do a playthrough of it sometime. 30, it's only $30. Yeah, why not? Um couch co-op baby yeah it is the rare couch co-op in so much fun so the 2010s. it's a game where you play two guys in prison mm-hmm. that are wrongfully put in prison and they're trying to break out together yeah and it's like a buddy cop game except they're not cops they're lawbreakers yeah <laughs> wow you weren't even close so it's it's a game where like it it has two different screens and you'll like yeah through different things at the same time or it'll be one screen together because you're in the same room so pretty much you'd be like hey you know i gotta get this key from the guard mm-hmm. distract him yeah yeah so then like you'll walk off and the screen will split in half you gotta cause a distraction while player two has to like sneak behind the guard and like grab the key the as key, he's distracted yeah. yeah so it's 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 really cool gameplay uh the story's yeah. pretty fun it's really cheesy uh, kind of reminds me of like a night, like an '80s action movie. Yeah, uh, I think it's a French French developer mm-hmm. that made it. It's really cheesy, 1980s. Uh, blah, 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 it it does blah, look blah. super fun. I am I do want to play it. Like I would be I I would love to play it because the guy when he was he was up there like I said he was up there on the E3 stage like talking about his game. You could tell he was super passionate about it. Uh-huh. Like loved the idea. And the game, it is like kind of an, it is kind of a niche game. I feel like, um, but like you just don't see a lot of those anymore. It's it's all like Call of Duties and big bombastic action and stuff like that now. Yes. And this one is more subtle. And it's usually gonna be all online. This is couch co-op. Yeah, like its main feature. Yeah, exactly. Like when was the last time like a game touted like couch co-op as its main like yeah form of gameplay? You know. Definitely. All right, Drew, what is your next game? All right, so we're going back to the year 2004, baby. Uh, another licensed game as well. Um, I'm a big fan of the James Bond series. 
Um, so there's a lot of uh, James Bond games that I love, but there was one. I think of the last James Bond game that came out. Really? Yeah. It was. Um, there wasn't one for Spectre. There wasn't one there for was, Skyfall. There was. Um, there was 007 Legends, which was really, really bad. Isn't it, that just a remake of other... it, it? It basically combined. It tried to combine like five movies into one game. I thought it took other pre-existing games and just put Daniel Craig in them instead. No. No, it took, it took, actually, it, they tried to focus on movies that didn't already have games. That's why Die Another Day is the Brosnan movie in Legends, even uh-huh. though Die Another Day is a crap movie. Um, but, uh, regardless, uh, talking about good 007 games. Um, is it good in, like, finger quotes? Or are these actually... No, I actually think, okay, so the game is 007 Everything or Nothing. And when I say it's good, I mean that people often refer, like, because this was... Uh, Pierce Brosnan's last performance they actually got a lot of the main cast like Pierce Brosnan Judy Dench and John Cleese who uh-huh. was playing Q at the time right um, they got them all to reprise their role and and use their likeness for uh, their characters in the game uh, so this is Pierce Brosnan's last performance as James Bond because this was after Die Another Day Die Another Day was 2002 I believe um, and people often refer to this as the Bond film of 2004. That's how good the the, the game is. Okay. Um, you know, and they didn't, and but they didn't just get like the movie um characters like and the actors. They got like a bunch of other like cool talent. Like they got uh Willem Dafoe is the villain. Willem Dafoe is the villain. Willem Dafoe is the villain. He's not the friend. No, he's not the friend. He Dafoe. <laughs> um. And, yeah, and he, like, connects to, um, like, a previous uh, movie's villain, um, oh like, I Christopher would, Walken. I would, I would kill to see a uh, 2004 CGI render. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty fucking great, honestly. Um, Heidi Klum what? is in it. Uh, and Shannon Elizabeth. No. From Amer- Yes, dude, I'm telling you, this game is stacked with talent. Um, Judy Dench is in it too. <laughs> Judy Judy Dench actually is in the game, dude. Yes, it's great. Um, uh, and they got Richard Keel, the guy who played Jaws from Spy Who Loved Me and uh, Moonraker, back um, to reprise his role as well. So yeah, it's just like a big. Um, it, I think it's like a James Bond fan's wet dream, honestly, because because <laughs> you you get to drive awesome cars, um, like actually drive them, not like on rail segments like a lot of the games nowadays would do or something like that. Yeah. Oh, um, no. You get to have like really awesome moments where you're using gadgets or like sneaking around, like really awesome locales. Like you go from uh, you're like in the you're like in Egypt. Uh, and then New Orleans, and then Peru, and Moscow, and, like, all these really cool locales and stuff like that. Um, and there's just these, like, little moments where you can, like, do something, and it'll actually reward you for playing, like, James Bond would. The one that I always remember is, is, um you're going to like a club in new Orleans and you have to like sneak in cause the guys at the front won't let you in. So you have to go in through like a second story window and there's like a girl in there getting a massage and like James Bond had <laughs> James Bond like massages her. And it's like, Hey, you got a bond moment. Cause that's what James Bond would do is perv on women. You know, yeah, um, you should cancel the James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> um, Speaking of which, No Time to Die comes out April... What's the date? It'll come out eventually. It'll come out, <laughs> come out in April. It's like cyberpunk at this point. Like, we're not we're not yeah. sure when it's coming out. Um, I mean, they say that James Bond basically for, like, every movie, and then they... Yeah. 
Quantum of Solace got a video game. Quantum of Solace did get a video game. Um, and then after that, they did a remake of GoldenEye and stuff like that. But, like, yeah. So, I do feel like this game, again, average ratings, uh, nothing too fancy. Um, I just feel like people turn their noses up at licensed games a lot because it's like the the, the thought majority is... The majority of them are crap. The majority of them are crap. I feel like people often turn their noses up. But every now and then you'll get a Spider-Man 2. Yes, you'll get a Spider-Man 2 or you'll get like... Or you'll even get like Marvel Spider-Man, like the PS4 version. That, that's different because that, uh, when you it's think still a licensed character. game, it's going to be... From a movie, so they're making quick buck. It's still a licensed character. Like, or making the I game like. based in the... Yeah, but I think it's a different, different, different. Because then I'd be like, oh, the Batman Arkham games are like, they're totally just like, they're they're in the same vein as a Batman Begins video game from the year two thousand and five. I think I think we're gonna have to agree to disagree on that one, but no um, way. Either You're way, wrong. either way, uh, it doesn't change the fact that people often disregard uh, all licensed games because of the majority when there are uh, a lot of good ones out there. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think this is, is one of those cases where you have like a really, really good license game. So um, check it out. It was on PS2, original Xbox and GameCube as well. There was a Game Boy Advance version again, much like uh, third age, but uh, the Game Boy Advance version is, it's something uh but yeah stick to the console version honestly if you want to get the full experience cool um all right sergio what is your third game that i've probably never heard about i think you've heard of this one sunset overdrive oh, what? sunset overdrive yeah. that was a big game for the xbox one though wasn't it uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> no not really actually so i looked it up and it actually only sold sold about a million copies Wow, really? Only yeah. a million? Yeah. Damn. Only uh, let me post a number. Hold on. Uh, but it's a That's game. That's crazy. One, I think it's a game. They marketed that, that game like hell. Yeah, because it was a huge. It was a huge. Uh, supposed to be like one of their launch. Like yeah. Oh, this is it. This is gonna be the game. So, as of 2014, Sunset so Overdrive and Halo Five Guardians. Past baby. six years, it's only sold 1.16 million copies. That is insane compared to Spider Man, which has sold like 13 million copies that worldwide. Is, that is crazy. Yeah. Oh, All right. So it came out in 2014. It was about one year after launch. Developed by good old Insomniac Games. This was the last exclusive they did for the Xbox before being bought up by Sony. I think it's the only exclusive they did for the Xbox. Mm -hmm. um, it was a game that they were working on for a while, and then they pitched it to a bunch of studios, and Microsoft said Microsoft was really into it, yeah. And Sony was really in, not Sony, and Somniac was really into what they were going to do with the Xbox One for some reason. I don't know why. And they like, all right, let's do this. So we just really love what you guys are doing with Always Online DRM. Yeah. We love <laughs> we love uh, not 1080. What was it? It was like 14. 100 I've, yeah it i don't fucking remember the only thing i remember is always online drm no it was 900 it was like and, 900 the, and the games can no longer be transferred for some fucking reason but that was that was turned off yeah um so they basically they took their skills from some of the ratchet and clank games they made and spyro yeah. and all that and they created a really fun it's a really fun game it's like mm -hmm. Kind of rhythm based. When I say rhythm, I mean like there's a there's there's a flow to how you yeah. move and how you attack enemies and how, you know, it's like um, you'll be like in a giant area, closed off. Mm -hmm. Just have waves of enemies coming in, 
and you're like parkouring and skating and shooting the enemies or mm-hmm. hitting them with your your melee weapons and um it's it's just a it's an open world shooter and uh you, there's definitely a lot of because you know i i played this not when it came out actually i played it a couple years ago when it was like a free game from the xbox i was like yeah. oh i'll probably check it finally check it out um and playing that and then recently i just played spider-man on the ps4 yeah and there's a lot of you could see a lot of what they took from sunset overdrive yeah. and how they transferred over to spider-man with the parkour and the swinging mm. and the you know how Spider-Man moves and stuff like that, a lot of that is in is in Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, um, and I guess you know the, they wanted to make a sequel. They really were excited about doing a sequel, uh, but then Sony bought them, and mm-hmm. Sony said no sequel. No, no sequel. <laughs> Only said, make Sony no, games now. No, I think <laughs> that Sunset Overdrive is super underappreciated. I think yeah. it's. Um, I think it was an Xbox exclusive that should have started a franchise. It should have been a big hit. Yeah. It's really cartoony. Uh, it's really over the top. It's a lot of fun. You're basically killing. So basically the whole story is like there's this new energy drink that comes out mm-hmm. and it's kind of like monster energy. Right. People drink and they turn to zomb- like these like grotesque zombies. Not like zombies. They're like mutations. Uh, and it's so funny. And then basically you live in a world of like skaters parkourers like you're, yeah. you're like you're a janitor <laughs> and stuff it it's funny because like it reminds me of another underrated game uh jet set radio yes, in, in exactly. a lot of respects it's a lot like the, yeah um like through the movement um kind of like the social commentary story uh and the fact that you know it just it, it's just super underrated and yeah, underappreciated yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and again it's a super fun show- shooter has ton- is like super creative world building. It's super funny. Yeah, I think the humor really sells it. Um, and then you know all the gun designs and the creature designs and the character designs. There's just so much to love. And the level designs wow. and the world designs with like the skating and stuff like that. It's great. And I'm so sad that when one, I'm sad that I didn't play it when it came out. Yeah, back in 2014. I think I played it in like 2017 or 2018. Um, and I'm also sad that Insomniac still wanted to do a sequel and Sony said no. Because I think that it would have been cool for it to get a sequel, even if, even if it was only on PlayStation. There's no yeah. one, like at least some people can continue that story. Uh, so I I I might have missed it. Did you say how many copies it sold? It sold one million copies, like one point six something. Like okay, that. yeah, not a lot. Yeah, not a lot. All right, Drew, what's your next game? Okay, so the next game, this is a little, getting a little bit more modern. Not too much, though. Yeah, um, this is your most modern This is my most modern game, though. It Shortly before 2010, uh, The Saboteur was released. And I remember being so excited for this game when I would read about it in, like, Game Informer and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's, it didn't quite live up to my expectations, I guess, um, but I still think it for what it is, it's a fun game. Um, it basically the whole thing is you are in Paris during World War II, uh, Nazi Nazi occupied Paris, and you play as uh, an Irishman, um, uh, and you know he likes to blow up shit, and he's got a personal vendetta against Nazis. So what's he gonna go do? He's gonna go blow up shit and punch Nazis in the face. Hell yeah! It's a fu- it's a pretty fun fucking time, uh, honestly. Um, it's made, it was made by Pandemic Studios who made the Mercenary series, which this game heavily borrows the formula from. Um, they also made the original Battlefront games, Star um, Wars, Star Wars Battlefront. Yeah. yeah. 
and uh, also destroy all humans. Oh, I love destroy. Are they still around? Did they do the remake? No, they oh. are not around anymore. Um, and a lot of people blame this game for that. Actually, oh, really? this was like their <laughs> swan song. Essentially, they uh, a- after this game came not out, much of a swan song if it kills the company. Well, yeah, <laughs> but like they um, they basically folded. Um, kind of after, like they had had a string of bad. Uh, games they did a they tried to do a Battlefront esque Lord of the Rings game Lord of the Rings Conquest and they made this game and yeah it just kind of didn't work out for them. Uh, this game has total has not even sold a million copies, just shy. Um, in all its time of being out there in yeah. the sphere of influence, you know. Um, but I do think this game has some really cool design elements like. So the main thing is that everything starts in black and white, right? Mm -hmm. And then as you slowly start to liberate sections of the city, um, it becomes more colorful, kind of representing, you know, representing the morale around the city, Um, which is which is a neat idea. I also think it's really fun to kind of explore the city of Paris because we don't. We haven't seen that a whole lot. I, I can only think of really this game and Assassin's Creed Unity that have really allowed us to explore the city of Paris in like a video game environment. Are you talking about up to now? Like up till now, yeah. Uh, the new Wolfenstein is based in Paris. Oh, is it really? Okay, yeah. I haven't played the new Wolfenstein. Young, so. Young Blood. Oh, yeah. I, I have not played. I haven't played any of the new Wolfensteins, which I really should. Um, That's the first one. Because I've, I've heard good things. I've also heard good things about the new Order or whatever it is, but yeah. Um... But, yeah, and then also you get to drive in, like, 1940s-era cars, which mm-hmm. some of them are, like, really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, so if you want to check it out, it's on PS3, Xbox 360, and um, PC. Um, yeah, I just think it's overall it's a really smashing good time. I don't smashing. know. I was trying to think of a joke. I couldn't do it. Let's just move on. Move on to your next game. Wow. I'm going to insert a booing sound effect. (laughs) Get off the stage. I deserve it. I deserve it. (laughs) It's submission. So, Drew, there's a little game series. It's one of my favorite game series, and I'm so sad that it's been seven years and we haven't had anything from it. It's a game series called Dead Space. Now, the first two Dead Spaces, Dead Space 1 and Dead Space 2, I think I consider them classics. Okay. Well, the first yeah. one, they're, they're both critically and financially successful. Both yeah. big hits with critics and fans, and they sold tons of copies, and they're yeah. huge. The first I played game, the first one, but I've never played the, the first, second one. So the one. first game is straight up a horror game, Yeah, right? survival horror. And the horror. second game is more, a little more action. Yeah. Uh, I like to say it's kind of like your first game, that's your alien, and your second game, Dead Space, Dead Space 2, is your aliens. Yeah. And that's it's, a pretty, yeah. It's a lot it's of... It's a lot, they're both great games. I love them. Um, but then Dead Space 3 was not mm-hmm. critically acclaimed or financially successful. It was met with mixed, though those, these mixed reviews were on the little more favorable side. It was mm-hmm. still mixed. Yeah. Um, and it only sold a total of like 600,000 copies. Wow. And it ultimately killed the franchise. When was it released? 2013. Ooh, yeah. 2013. Yeah. No. Nope. No, sir. killed the franchise. And, no, sir. Uh, I think that I think they did that, and then they were put onto a Star Wars game. Visceral Studios was. Oh yeah. And then EA just killed the studio. And then yeah, Visceral just completely yeah. died. So I mean, so sad. It killed the franchise, and it also basically killed the studio, yeah. which is awful. Because one, 
So that's so. Tough. If we're gonna stay with this alien, you know, the alien films, this an alien anthology. Is this for, Resurrection? No, Resurrection sucks. For, <laughs> for me, I actually like Alien 3, the director's cut. Oh, okay. I think it's an okay movie. I think it's a little underrated. All right, all right. All right. And I would say Dead Space 3 is an equivalent to that, where it's not it's not as good as the first two, but I do think it's it was unfairly judged, and they also a lot of the decisions that were taken out of the control of the studio. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the things, like, it needs to be more action-heavy, was because of EA. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. that ends up only killing it, right? Visceral still wanted to do... And there's a lot of it that like, kind of bleeds through. There's still some really scary, intense moments yeah. in the game. The problem, again, is like... It's a little... It's more action than the last two. Um, and again, although it sounds good as the first... I, I do think it's unfairly judged, man. I, and there's a lot of new and exciting elements. Like, this is the first dead space well the first and only dead space game with co-op yeah where you can play with a friend yeah um and that adds a lot you know and um mm-hmm. it's actually you play as a whole different new character and he's in the story you see him throughout but then like when you're playing by, by, your, by yourself he'll just like disappear and they'll come back in a cutscene and like, he's oh, in there wow. the whole time weird but if you play with co-op he's there, the he's whole time. there. Yeah. yeah and what i heard is that they actually because they hallucinate in the game mm-hmm. a lot because you know you're the the monolith or whatever and you know the it causes isaac's like not mentally well so he has a lot of hallucinations mm-hmm. they actually have different hallucinations mm-hmm. so if you play online you'll actually have experienced something different than the person playing person. with you yeah that's pretty so neat. there's a lot of cool elements like that yeah um and then you know just being able to like you have the laser gun and you shoot uh the uh the creature the ne- necromorphs or whatever necromorphs, yeah, yeah. And you blow up its leg, it starts crawling to you, and you walk up to it, and you smash it with your mm-hmm. leg, and just stomp it to death. It's so satisfying. Yeah. Like, I mean, geez, like, it, it, and it's so gruesome, and, um, you know, the, again, this, it is gorgeous, and it's a whole new setting. Like, we're on a, a, a planet that turned, I don't want to do any spoilers, I guess, but it's a giant planet, and it's a snow planet, mm-hmm. and it kind of reminds me a lot of, have you ever played the, the game series Lost Planet? No, I have not, but I've heard of it. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me a lot of that. That might be another underrated game, but it just didn't make my list. Where yeah. these creatures come out and they're like, it's all white, but the creatures like this goryness, like this mm-hmm. red gunk under the snow as it's falling off of them, and they have, they, you know, they have weak spots that glow yellow. It looks so cool. I do think, um, yeah, I mean, like I agree with you. Like it's a damn shame that Visceral had to go out on Dead Space Three. Um, I was Especially, looking forward to the Star Wars game, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, like, they didn't get to make that Star Wars game because EA canned them. And it's because EA, you know, they like to hook up the IV bag, the IV drip, and just basically suck these developers dry over the years of just, like, any sort of creativity and, like, just with all this heavy-handed micromanaging and stuff yep. like that. Um, that's unfortunately the EA of today. Uh, Basically, they take the games out of the studio's hands and say what they need to do to make them better, make them worse, and then they like, why do you make a sucky game? And then they fire everybody. And yeah, and then they, and then they kill the studio. Yeah, it's awful. We've seen it with Visceral, we've seen it with, um, several of Bioware's games, but for some reason they want to keep Bioware going and chugging. Um... Yeah, so but, although it's super unlikely, it would it would just be, for me, it would be nice to get a, either a sequel, so Dead Space <clears> 4, or maybe even like a soft reboot or a re- whole total reboot of the series. Yeah. You know, just something just to kind of kind of bring that property back. Because I think it's a property that should be 
one of the greats honestly yeah. and it's sadly it's not because of ea's interference mm-hmm. and i mean but you never know because like uh another to compare it to another survival horror franchise resident evil was struggling there for a little bit and then they did like a basically a complete gameplay reboot and kind of took it back to its roots you know yeah so something similar might happen with dead space you never know yeah so you talk about resident evil 4 or resident evil 7 uh, talking about resident evil 7 okay well i guess they did kind of well you no know, yeah resident evil 7 took it back to its roots so yeah and resident evil 6 and resident evil resident evil 5 was okay resident evil 6 definitely was not okay yeah. did those sell okay i don't even know like i, uh, I think did. resident evil 5 did pretty okay in terms of sales uh-huh. but um I think... resident evil is a weird game series in terms of like it is it is it's so popular in the u.s and japan and then on top of that, it's like... It just has such yeah. highs and lows. Yeah. Um, All right, dude, what's your last game on your list? Okay, so the last game on my list, the last hill that I'm going to die on, um, is Star Fox Adventures. Okay, now hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Okay, wait, before you say anything... Is it, wait, hold on, is this Duke of Rule? No, 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 that's Star Fox 64. Damn. No, no, no. Um, is this the dinosaur one? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Now, now, before, like I was saying, before you say anything, before you say anything, though, because everybody likes to talk shit about this game, because they, and they like to say, it's not a Star Fox game. It's not, shut the fuck up, uh-huh. first off. And then, second but off. Really, it wasn't, though, right? It was a it, different game. It was they... supposed to be a different game originally, yeah. And then Shigeru Miyamoto kind of came in and was like, hey, you know what, make this dinosaur game even better? Put, you, put fucking Star Fox characters in it. Um, he, was, he came in, he was high on cocaine. Yeah, and he was. He was like, Bro, I have the craziest I have idea. The best fucking idea. Like, this I mean, dinosaur game, it needs a talking fox. Yeah, they were like, okay, Shigeru, whatever you say. I mean, you created you created Zelda, you created Mario, you do all this shit, man. Like, whatever. <laughs> well, listen to whatever you say. Everything you do turns to gold. Um, this one did not. But, I mean, it. well, okay, it sold a pretty uh, modest 1.82 million units as of uh, December 2014 is what I found. According to Nintendo, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I do think this game gets a lot more flack than it deserves. It it is not a traditional Star Fox game. That is true. But, um, it still has the traditional like R wing elements where you do fly from like zone to zone, you know? Um, but then, um, the main kind of gameplay loop, um, I do think what rare did here, um, and this was, this was rare pre micro. This was the last game rare made before they were acquired by Microsoft. And then we're kind of like regulated to making Kinect games for a while, and then finally Microsoft is letting them do their thing again. Um, I, Spencer, I, baby. Yeah. Um, I, I think what Rare did here was they did actually make a, a pretty good um, action adventure game. Uh, that kind of, it's it's reminiscent. It's, it's heavily reminiscent of uh, the Legend of Zelda series. Uh, there's a lot of puzzles. There's a lot of, um, you know, item get, you know, sort mm-hmm. of mechanics, like where you have to get an item and then go somewhere else. Dungeons, temples, all that fun stuff. Um, but I think I think when you actually do play this game and you look at all of the elements, like you look at the environmental design, for example, and there's just a lot. Of, it looks, and the GameCube has some great, like if you play a GameCube game today, it still looks really fucking good, a lot of them. Uh-huh. Um, and the environmental designs in this game like, are just fucking excellent. The, sc- the sound design, the score. Um, I will say the combat t- can tend to get a pat- tad repetitive. Mostly what it ends up being is like you end up circling around an enemy and then hitting them with your staff a few times and they die. 
Um, but you can you can do a, a few combos and kind of change it up a little bit. Um, but I I do think this game gets just a lot of undeserved flack just because it's not a traditional Star Fox game. Uh-huh. Um, it, it if you actually sit down and play it. Um, and just appreciate it for what it is. Um, I think you've actually got a pretty decent game on your hands. Um, it's only on the GameCube, so unfortunately, you know, PS2, if you have only have a PS2 or only an original Xbox, you're not going to be able to play it. But um, I, I still think it, it is worth a play. I mean, it got it got on the player's choice, so, I mean, you know. Eh. <laughs> um so yeah, so I but I I will I will staunchly defend Star Fox Adventures to my last breath because against people who just say it's not a traditional Star Fox game. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> what, was the, what was the original game supposed to be called? Uh, it was just called it was just gonna be called Dinosaur Planet. And they, they and, so- and and Crystal was gonna be the main character, like Crystal the fox that's in uh-huh. Star Fox Adventures. She was gonna be the main character throughout the whole game, not just like the prologue of the game that we have now. Wow. So so they so they took it from that studio. Yeah. And like bad well no 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 it was it was still gonna be rare like rare was working on dinosaur oh, planet oh, for the, and it was originally supposed to come out on the nintendo 64 and then they were like hey you know what make this better two things uh nintendo gamecube and Star Fox. so get effed <laughs> so yeah get fucked rare apparently <laughs> and then and then rare like i said wound up making connect games after this for the foreseeable future so uh-huh. yeah they literally got effed <laughs> Let's see. I think they made connectimals, connect, connect animals, C- connectimals, yeah, or yeah. whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah, they made a a, sh- a slew of connect games. Boy, and until were... Sea of Thieves. I think they did before Sea of Thieves. They had to have that's... the connect. Yeah, no, that's what no. I'm saying. I mean, like different. Like, okay, so they made Sea of Thieves. They made Rare Replay, Killer Instinct. That's not a connect game. Oh, it's not a connect game. That's true, but. Um, it was a reboot of their fighting game for from the Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts Viva Pinata. How could you forget Viva? Oh yeah, Pinata. I'm sorry. I, my apologies. How could I forget critically acclaimed Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts and Viva Pinata? Viva Pinata is critically acclaimed. Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts. No, Viva Pinata. Oh, Viva Pinata. Oh, okay. Bro, Viva Pinata. It's one of Dusty's favorite games. I don't see what all the I don't see what all the hubbub is about. I don't know. Look at this. A, A, 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. Viva Pinata received generally favorable reviews. I don't know, man. It, some games are just not for all people. Uh, Perfect Perfect Dark Zero. That was, I mean, Perfect Dark's pretty cool, right? I don't know. I haven't played it. It was, it was a, Perfect Dark Zero was, I believe, a remaster of the original game. No, it was, it was a new game. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Because Conquer Live and Reloaded was literally just Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Uh-huh. But remastered for Xbox graphics. Hmm. I'm pretty sure it's a new game. You know, the rumor is that there's actually a Microsoft studio working on a new Perfect Dark game. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that they're, gonna probably, they're probably going to announce yeah. it soon. There's some Perfect Dark fans out there. Yeah, why not? There's only, there's only two games. So. Yeah. Hey, I mean, if we can bring back Perfect Dark, we can bring back Dead Space, baby. <laughs> I would die on this hill. And we can bring, bring back, back Perfect Dark. Dead bring Space. back fucking Banjo Kazooie or Conquer. Bring back all of Rares. I mean, Banjo Kazooie is in Smash. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Fucking do it. Do it, Microsoft, you fucking pussies. EA, <laughs> you sell Dead Space off to someone else and give it sell to it to, Sell it to Microsoft. Phil, Phil Spencer will fucking make a Dead Space 4. I know he will. Okay, so my last game. Yes. The last number 10 on our list of underrated games. Yes. It's a game that I talk about all the time. 
Yes. It's Hellblade. literally talk about it all the fucking time. Hellblade Jesus Christ. Sinua's Sacrifice. This is the only game that I was kind of like, I don't I know, think it's man. Underrated. One, it has not sold a lot of copies. It sold about a, less than a million. Yeah. In three years. Okay. Small. St- Ninja Theory is not a big studio. Right. They mainly, how they made this game was they work on other games for, mm-hmm. for publishers. So they developed other games. And then they had their own little small crew on the side working on this game. So they're basically taking the money they're making okay. from big studios and funneling it into this game. <laughs> right? And this game is, honestly, it's like one of the most beautiful games I've ever played. It looks beautiful. The story's beautiful. I cry every time I play it. It, it is a really beautiful looking game. Yeah, I will give it that. Have you bought it yet? No, no, no. I haven't bought it you yet. You son of a bitch. Okay, so we you said... Sergio, if you no, I did of, not you, say if that. If you play God of War, okay, you I will play Hellblade. Oh and I God. said, okay, I bought a PlayStation Four and I got God of War, and I'm waiting on you. Drew keep to saying play I Hellblade. said this, and I do. I have no recollection of ever. It saying was in this. our group chat. I do not remember this at all. I do not remember because because I, I think in your because it was we were arguing about it, and I was like, Drew, play Hellblade. And you go, will you play God of War? And I said, okay, I'll play God of War because at that time. What we're gonna do is I was just gonna borrow Adam's copy of God of War and play on his. I didn't know. Okay, if I okay, if I do recall that, I didn't recall we were making like a blood pact or something like that. Like I had to do it. It this will only end (laughs) when Drew (laughs) buys Hellblade and I will probably play it eventually. Not probably play it eventually. It's gotta happen soon. What do you mean soon? I will fuck him every day for the rest of his life. One okay, it's so beautiful. Like even like I'm trying it to get is. I'm trying to get it's Chris to play game. it, and yeah. he won't play it for some reason. And I'm like, come on, Chris, getting Chris to play a game. This is a game. This is a game made for Chris. One, it deals with depression and anxiety, and <laughs> it, uh, it really is. Uh, uh, it's like super emotional, and uh, one, it looks great, has a beautiful story. And okay, but but the secret to getting Chris to play a game is you have to make him think it was his idea. You can't just tell him to play a game. You have to be like. Man, this game is pretty cool. I don't know. Check it out, Chris. What do you think? Is that how you did Host of Us? Huh? Uh, kind of. Not uh, really, but like, yeah. The thing is, if you just tell Chris to play a game, he won't do it because it has to be his idea. Yeah. <laughs> go just go play Undertale for the fifth time. Yeah, right. Or I guess hundredth time. I don't know how many times he's played it. But yeah, anyway, this game, it the the action is great. Uh, the combat, it's so it's a game where it doesn't hold your hand. So yeah, it, it, no HUD. Uh, no tutorial. It just puts you in the game, and then you gotta yeah. figure it out. And for me, the selling point, the one I always tell people is, you have to play with headphones because it has 3D audio. Oh wow! So where like it like feels like it's you know, coming All forward, backy, yeah. yeah. Because in the game, she's schizophrenic, so she constantly hears voices. Yeah. That are well, not even schizophrenic. Dope. I mean, people with like anxiety feel they'll they'll hear themselves. Yeah. And they're basically it's her. It's not her voice, but it's like a representation of her. Yeah. And they're just constantly beating her down. And that's something that, you know, throughout the game, they're lying to you. But they also, they warn you about things. So, like, so there's no HUD, there's no indicator. Yeah. So, if you're going to be hit from behind, it'll be, like, behind you. And then, you know, turn around, you can yeah. block it or whatever. Or it could be lying to you. And it'll say behind you. And they'll turn around, there's nothing there. Mm. So, again, it's, like, when it's innovative. It was made by, like, 20 people. You know, they, they did it. It was a 20-people 20, 20 team. It's very get, impressive for 20 yeah, people. The game was, like, so good. Phil Spencer like shouted it out at a conference, and then literally like a couple months later, Microsoft bought Ninja Theory. Yeah. So I feel like for me, I feel like he uh, played it and was like, "Holy crap, this is a studio that we need to get behind," and then bought them. We should acquire them. Yes. Do it. 
And then Hellblade 2, baby, is coming to Xbox Series X. We should acquire them. And Bill Gates is like, I don't know, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I'm really excited for the sequel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see what other games that Ninja Theory is doing. Mm -hmm. Some things they're doing, too. They're not even working on games, too. They're working on this um project to like help people that have schizophrenia Ooh, it's like a it's like a virtual reality that's really system. cool yeah so like and it's like a it's it's like a virtual reality and it's like developed by them and they brought in a bunch of experts like in mental health and stuff and schizophrenia stuff like that wow to help people out and they have another game coming out so good I mean, guy ninja theory i think hellblade is a game that everyone should play i recommend it to everybody i've had wow. a few people actually who have played it and they've told me that this is such a beautiful game. They loved it, and they, yeah. you know, we'll play it again and again. Um, <clears throat> I've played it like two or three times since the first time I played it, and I've, I mean, I pretty much cried every time I played it. Um, it's, a, I mean, again, it's a, it's a beautiful journey. How that should guys... be, that should be another video. Is like video games we've cried to. I don't know if I've ever cried at a video game, honestly, though. Really, dude? I, cried, I don't know. I cried playing Spider Man. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> you didn't cry playing Spider Man? I didn't cry, but it was very emotional. Dude, that made me it tear. Was... I was, cr- I cried yeah. at the end. Um, weather case they would cry. I don't know, man. I I don't think I I cannot recall off the last top of my of us, head. The first Last of Us made me cry. Actually, Last of Us Two almost got me. Last of Us Two Part Two almost got me. Actually, have you been that yet? Huh? Have you been that yet? No, I'm still on the same part. Oh, have you know. touched it at all? <sighs> Dude, the gameplay is just so repetitive. Yeah, it gets pretty repetitive. I think I'm thinking made, about just watching all the. Cut I think scenes. what made it easier was that me and Adam would switch off. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. You have to, you have to at least finish day two with Abby. Yeah, that's important. Okay, because there's okay. there's a part in this in that part that I was like, what the f is this? Okay, and it feels straight out of the Resident. It's because it's so it's so like tonal shattering. Because, like, you know, uh, Last of Us is, like, super realistic. This is, like, yeah. what really happened in this, uh, you know, infection spread and stuff like that. And then you come up, you cut to this part in the game, and it's almost like a freaking Resident Evil-style boss fight. And I was like, what, what the, the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's so silly. Uh, okay, well, that's all my lists. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, like I said, if uh, if you enjoy any of these games, you should definitely go out and buy them. Uh, if you don't, you're a big fucking loser because these are some awesome games. Yeah. Most of these, like most of my games, you can still get on Xbox yeah. or uh, PlayStation mine, or PC. Mine, you gotta dive back a little bit further. Yeah. Oh, you either go buy a GameCube, yeah, and then you well, can get I Star think Fox you can get a Adventures GameCube for like thirty bucks or forty bucks now or something like that. Nobody maybe wants to buy a GameCube, all right? But fuck you, dude. GameCube GameCube's sucks. best. All right, we're next episode is gonna be a GameCube appreciation episode. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed, uh, talking about a lot of these because again, like people just think people always talk about, again, like the big AAA games and not everybody like talks about these and, and nobody knows like how great they can be or how much they might love them, you know? So yeah. And then Drew's going to play Hellblade. All right. Bye. Uh- <laughs>